0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new year and a new episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast, the official podcast of MetalNexus.net, where you can get all your show reviews, concert photos, and oh, so much more. And with me to usher in this uh, new World War, question marks, is uh, Daniel Terry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, you know, I am here. I don't know anything about a World War, but, uh, you know, here we are.
0: That's trending on Twitter, that whole thing.
1: Oh, I don't know, man. I've been off of Twitter. I've been working late. All week trying to trying to keep my own home from becoming a war a a war site or a battle zone or whatever the word is it's war site a word it is now sure sounds official put it out there in the world
0: yeah it's uh I gotta say as of right now when we're recording uh it's January third and this year can already go right to hell um I had to put my dog down the other day on actually (laughs) on January first that never fun that was a bitch um. But actually kind of speaks to to the guest we have, which is Tom Smith of the Acacia Strain. Uh, we did this chat about two and a half months ago uh, when the band was on tour here in Grand Rapids. And uh, we talked a lot about the, the then, unbeknownst to anyone, surprise EP that the band was dropping. Um, and when we recorded it, it was supposed to come out like that week. And then it didn't. And then it didn't come out the next week or the following week. And Tom just reached out to me and was like, hey, can you push it back? Hey, can you push it back? Hey, I'm sorry. Can you push it back? Um, and I didn't want to edit it out because a bulk of our conversation is kind of really interestingly Tom talking about this, this project that he was really passionate about and really excited for fans to hear as it was going to be the first thing that he had released with the Acacia Strain, and it was so different. And he talked in a lot of generalities. And I just I kind of love the idea of of hearing all of these these expectations that the artist has on something before anyone has it and knowing damn well that it's going to be surprising that no one knows it's coming. And then also, you know, being informed like, oh, and we also did a a quote unquote standard Acacia Strain record. Um, The tie in to kind of what I was saying a second ago, though, about, you know, it's fitting that, you know, I put my dog down and um, Tom was one of the first people to actually text me um, after I made the post on Facebook about uh, about that. And I sent him back a photo of Allie and I, uh, where I'm wearing my Acacia Strain hoodie in front of uh, the Love Statue Park uh, thing that we have here in town now. And just kind of was like fitting to to that he was one of the first people to, to reach out. Um, but this is also part one of a two-parter. Um, Tom and I were texting, like I said, in congruency of, I don't even know if that's the right word to use, but whatever, of basically not putting out this episode because we didn't want to be the reason that people found out about a new album preemptively. Um, And then, you know, when us talking, I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool if you want to come back on since it's holiday time and you probably don't have shit to do, you're not on tour, uh, to talk about the record now that it's out. And we can kind of get a really interesting snapshot of a pre and post release date um, of this record, especially such a weird record that The Occasion Strain hasn't done yet. And I'm really thankful that Tom took a, a Saturday morning to uh, to talk with me and talk to us uh, about it, and I think it's it's pretty interesting, and, and Dan was the first to to hear both.
1: Yeah, I did. I did, and uh, I was kind of disappointed that we couldn't post the, uh, the first one up sooner than we did. <laughs> it just seemed like we were sitting on it. You were like, yeah, we did this a while back. It was like, what, two years ago? No. That's <laughs> yeah. what it felt like.
0: God, it feels like so much life has happened to me since then. <laughs>
1: Well, no, it's so funny because whenever I heard the chat, I started getting really, really excited about the new record, and then so much time passed that I kind of forgot all about it, and was like, "Oh, okay." Because um, then you you hit me up and you're like, "Hey, have you heard that new Acacia Strain record?" And I was like, "What new Acacia Strain record?" <laughs> and then I was, and then I, you know, went back and listened to it and uh, was uh, very pleasantly surprised by it overall. It was, this, is, this podcast is not, like, our review of the record, but, you know, it's just... Um, I'll save that for another podcast. But uh, it definitely is um, not what I was expecting at all. And uh, But, I mean, if you go back and listen to that chat, it all, it all makes total sense.
0: I think it was interesting because, you know, he kind of talks about it, 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 you know, saying it's weird, it's dark, it's atmospheric, it's, it's totally unlike anything you've heard us do. And I was reminded of elements of you know, like, the closing track off of uh, Coma Witch. I think it was, like, a 28-minute long song. Um, elements of Green Blue, Grave Bloom have kind of touched on this, this kind of, you know, these themes, these these new uh, areas that the band has kind of been exploring, and Vincent's kind of been exploring lyrically and, and uh, sonically with his own, what he adds to the table vocally, and I still had no... I still didn't see this coming. I still didn't see it going in the directions that it went in. Um, it's depressingly heavy uh and i and i don't mean like heavy like oh it's chug chug down tuned to like fucking double d (laughs) or something like that it's like no it's like
1: down to double d every time
0: it's like it's very it's almost oppressive in how like unsettling it is and and just like the weight of it feels like there's there's no reprieve from like the doom and gloom of it like it just it's all gnarly and it when it's all done you're just like fuck man like why live? Right, right. Um, I think maybe you're
1: you're getting a little, um, you're letting a little bit of th- a few things that have gone on recently affect your mindset on that.
0: Well, that didn't happen when this record had come out, and that's how I felt. No, <laughs>
1: okay. Well, there there you go. Um, I didn't I didn't think it was that depressing, or I didn't get too much of a. De- I mean, obviously the intent was to have a little bit more of like a downtrodden vibe to it. Uh, but at the same time, like, I really, um, I like this direction. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, I like, I like their old stuff too, but they, it serves a very different purpose for me. And, um, you, you know, and, and so to hear them kind of, kind of expand out in this way was, uh, was very surprising to me. And uh, I know I've said the same thing like four times now, but, um, it's really like you should listen to it. It's not. um This isn't an advertisement. Nobody from the band paid me to say that. It's just. It's really. It's like the. It's like the real deal and shows shows a lot of personal growth. Yeah. Like even even like lyrically from from what they used to be to now, you know. Even though they, I mean, they wrote one of my favorite songs of all time, of all time, "Jonestown." You know, and I think this is better than that.
0: Well, we brambled enough. Uh, let's get into the Acacia Strain van where Tom and I have this conversation. And uh, we'll talk to you afterwards. All right. Well, um, have the pleasure of sitting in the Acacia Strain Space Ghost Machine, uh, complete with uh, Christmas or Halloween lights? What do we got? Uh, these
2: are Christmas lights. I think I could turn them on. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually know. I never... oh Hey-o, Christmas. Oh, well, it looks
0: like they're out on the other side, unless those plug in somewhere else. Oh, son of a bitch. I don't know. Oh, well. That's Vincent's doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, the guy who used to be the angriest is apparently now the most festive.
2: Oh, even when he was angry, he loved Christmas more than anything, so
0: that's just standard fare for him. How fucking funny is it, though, that, you know, of of all people, that people still get worked up about... It's not the to stream without Vince. Vince being all you know, fucking nice now. He's way better now that he's nice. I mean, we talked about that last time. <laughs> yeah, just the the idea, or not even the idea, but just the fact that you know it makes touring better for all of you guys. That it's less shitty uh, as a whole, and and you probably all have more fun touring together. Oh, oh yeah, it's definitely
2: a lot more enjoyable. Like the last two, I have like this <laughs> this unofficial cutoff in my head of when he changed. Uh-huh. Uh and that's not in like a a mean way, but like there was a clear shift in him between Warp Tour and then the Hate Breed Tour. Oh, okay. Uh so like since the Hate Breed Tour. I mean, he was great on Warp Tour, but since the Hate Breed Tour, things have just been more fun all around in the I'd band. I would imagine
0: Warp Tour would make anybody fucking like on edge. Uh I loved every
2: second of it until week 6. And they know that and they had weeks, like eight more weeks. To go. Week 6 and 7, <laughs> I was just like, "Get me." Off of this
0: thing. Were you guys doing a bus here on that?
2: We did, we did a bandwagon. Oh, Like, okay. scaled down tour bus for people yeah, who don't yeah, know. Those yeah, are sketchy to me. They're, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, the only thing that I miss about a bandwagon is that you can, like, store food yeah. in them. And, like, well. make food in a microwave. But other than that, I like a van more. <laughs> yeah. I guess showering is okay, but it's, like, shitty military showers where it's, like, turn the water on for two seconds, turn it off.
0: <laughs> um... Anyway, uh, talking to Tom Smith with the Acacia strain. Tom Smith Junior. No, no, not Junior. Are you a third? Uh, I am none.
2: Me, my dad, and my grandfather all have different middle names. So, so that is that. Is that, that really what that the, negates the, it? People, does it? no, no one believes me. Devin refuses to not call me Junior. I mean, I'm fine with being referred to as Junior, but on paper, not a Junior or a third.
0: I guess I. I mean, I I will believe you over anybody. <laughs> I, just, I mean, it's like those people who want to argue with you on how you spell your name. Like, yeah <laughs> i mean like people will tell me because like my na- my full name is jonathan but like uh people will be like oh it's not with their age i'm like no they're like are you sure and it's like <laughs> pretty sure i know how to spell my own fucking name yeah you've been doing it for a minute but yeah, yeah not a junior
2: <laughs> but responds to junior <laughs> okay so are i know
0: obviously your dad's still alive is your grandfather still alive
2: uh no he passed oh. away it's been a minute he was pretty young when he died um but yeah my dad is my dad's young, too. Like, he, him and my mom are, like, two weeks apart. They both just turned 50 a few weeks
0: ago. So when all three of you were in a room, how did you di- distinguish who you who was being talked to? Uh,
2: everyone called my grandfather or grandpa, no oh, matter okay. what. My dad was always Big Tom or Big T, and I was always Little Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, like, a good little, like, hierarchy there that we go. have worked out.
0: All right. Um, so on this tour, you're actually pulling double duty. Uh, I don't think – I mean, granted, your social media has been – uh on the decline as uh, yeah, of recently. I have taken uh, a little
2: bit of a break from it, but
0: yeah. When uh how long has the how long did you know you're gonna be doing a double duty on this tour? Uh so for I mean for people listening, I just got off stage
2: literally ten minutes ago <laughs> at Left Behind. Sorry. So I'm like riding that stage high so I'll I'm probably a bit chatty right now. Um <laughs> but I knew so I found out about four months ago that they needed somebody. Like when I when this tour got announced, I knew that they needed somebody. You're spilling everywhere. <laughs> um, when <laughs> when, uh, yeah. When this tour got announced, I knew that they needed someone. And I was immediately like, hey, Devin, because Devin manages them. Uh, I was just like, hey, let me play for them. Tell them that I want to. And then they just took a long time to like let me know. And I wasn't 100% locked in because they never gave me the firm yes or no until maybe two and a half weeks before the tour. Uh, while we were at the studio recording so I was like all right well now's the time for me to learn songs I mean their songs are fun they're simple so it wasn't like a wasn't really an issue for me but yeah I've known for a while but didn't get the firm okay until a few weeks ago
0: is that something that you have done much I mean we didn't really get a whole chance to talk about uh, your playing career last time we got to talk but was that something that you had kind of that you do have done, uh, kind of the the pseudo hired gun of sorts. Oh
2: yeah, I like that's kind of how I got into like the the quote unquote professional side of music. Um, like it was a mixture of working as a well at the time I was an intern for Will Putney and then I got hired on by him to be like a uh, like an engineer producer with him. Um, but yeah, I like just kind of became like the go to fill in guy for a little bit for anybody around like associated with the studio. Like I did my first tour 2013 with structures playing bass for them. Um, and then I was like the go-to fit for an autopsy bass player fill in whenever they went to Canada. Cause their ex bass <laughs> player couldn't get into Canada. Um, and then I got this gig as like a, a fill in. So it was like, I filled in on a tour. They went to the studio, did grave bloom. And then the next tour that I was filling in, like right after that, that's when they asked me to join. Gotcha. So I kind of, I, I, that's, like, my favorite thing to do, honestly, is, like, be the fill-in guy.
0: Well, I, I assume it kind of it's, – it's sort of all the fun and none of the pressure. Yeah, I mean, of.
2: kind of that, but it's more – I mean, that's for sure, like, the biggest plus <laughs> of it. Like, if we have, I don't know, any band that I fill in with, like, if the show sucks, I'm just like, all right, <laughs> not my problem. Um, I mean, I obviously care, but that's, like, why I like filling in so much. It's kind of, like, a little – I don't want to say ego bump, but it's like a confidence booster for me to know that I was able to step into something that I'm kind of not supposed to be there for. And at the very least, do it as good as if the real guy was there. Right. I, always, I always try to like be the improvement, but at the very bare minimum, I just never want somebody to walk away from a show and be like, oh man, they would sound so much cooler if the real guy was there, you know?
0: You know actually it kind of parlay's right into uh the next question I was going to say you know you made a comment I think on your Facebook oh, about how you're able to <laughs> uh slip in and out of, of the crowd because you wear <laughs> jeans for one set and then wear shorts for another and people are just like don't even know who you are <laughs> Yeah I uh it's it's kind of become like a new
2: internal game for me cuz like <laughs> I mean uh, left behind I think is hands down one of the best bands on the planet um, but they're obviously newer so like not everybody who comes here is gonna know who they are so sometimes like kids up front don't know what they're getting into and it might not be their cup of tea and a few days ago I spotted a bunch of kids who were like not down with left behind and they were kind of just like staring at me and not mocking me but like it was obvious that they were making their uh, their distaste, visible <laughs> and then they <laughs> lost their shit during the acacia strain set and i was like these fucking kids have no clue that i that was me like yeah like don't be mean to left behind or else you're not a
0: fan of us <laughs> it's kind of like the game that i've been playing no man you should just get on the microphone and be like just call him out pull him, pull of adam <laughs> d and just be like all you pussies who hated <laughs> left behind i saw you if you i suck. if that's like i purposely
2: don't have a microphone ever <laughs> um <laughs> Not because I think I'd ever actually do something that stupid, but like on a consistent basis. But there would definitely be the one night where I would do that, and something would, stupid would arise from it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you could be asking your fans for a hundred dollars for a secret fan club. That, the DMs. That, that's that's very true. <laughs> I just read about that. I was like, I, I mean, <laughs> there, I don't know. There's I, other ways you could have gone about it, but whatever. <laughs>
2: yeah, I that. That band and this band are friends now. There's been enough bullshit between those two bands. I got nothing to say about that. (laughs) They are all of our friends now. Like, it is what it is. I don't uh, condone what's happening, but I'm also not going to speak poorly on it
0: (laughs) i the the biggest takeaway that i had from it all was just more or less that i think you know in light of a lot of people like you know doyle got shit on recently or i guess six months ago his recent but recently for basically voicing that you know it's tough to do these tours sometimes and you need Mm -hmm. to do things to make up income other ways and you know these meet and greets and so forth are a way to do these or these you know select special fan clubs or whatever are a way to kind of bring in you know, extra funds to kind of help the band stay mm-hmm. afloat on tour. And I mean, cause I mean, I don't know if people who are listening to this know, but like the venue gets a cut of your merch tonight. I know this oh, yeah. venue is one of them. <laughs> Almost and Almost every single one of them. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's like the most horseshit thing I've ever heard of. When I heard of that <laughs> for the first time, I was like, well, fuck that, man. Go go have, like, get friends in every city or whatever. or be like, we'll give you a ticket to the show. Wear our stuff around your legs and pull out, quote, unquote, bootleg merch and just sell it for, like, a little bit less because then you don't got to do the match, the price matching and stuff. But it's just, like, that's such, like, it seems like before you even go on a tour, like, you're just already in debt from all the people putting their hands in your pockets. And it's like, that sucks. Yeah. I
2: I mean, yes, <laughs> it definitely <laughs> does suck. Uh Yes. I could go farther on that, but, yes, you – the best way
0: to say it is it sucks. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of things that suck, too, potentially for you guys, maybe not for uh, – for I don't remember who else was on the the thread, but Chili's tattoos. <laughs>
2: what the fuck, man? Oh, uh, the the recent Norma Jean discussion. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if they got theirs done. I, somebody told me that they did. Uh, but, yeah, me and my best friend on the planet uh, – Probably, oh god, how it was like right before I started playing with Acacia Strain. So four years ago now, yeah, we got matching Chili's tattoos that say "Hi, welcome to Chili's" on it. Yeah. Uh, so like, and anytime I can, I pull that out because I think it's super funny still. Yeah. So when I saw Grayson and um, I think it was Corey. Corey, yeah, yeah, talking about it, like tweeting back and forth about wanting them. I was like, hey, I got it. Like. Sick, I back this idea. They didn't give me anything though. <laughs> What's that? I
0: said, but didn't you say like they didn't give you anything? Oh, yeah,
2: like so. Okay, so I'm gonna try and summarize why we got them as quick as possible. It was a joke between me and my friend Rick that spiraled so beyond out of control like, not a bad joke. It was just like we were having a funny night, we went to a show, uh, and I like tweeted about the show. Saying that we were then at Chili's because we had not gone to Chili's in like years, and we were like super excited for it, even though it's such a piece of shit. Um, and then the Chili's really earning o- that free food. <laughs> the Chili's official Twitter responded back. I think I went to go, I went to go see it was Code Orange and Incendiary. Okay. And like, I think the Chili's Twitter responded with like, "Hell yeah, Code Orange puts on a sick show." And me and Rick were just like, "What?" is Chili's fucking sick? And then it was like, and then we were just in a, like, a good mood. We were, like, real laughy and giggly. And uh, then we were talking about that video. Have you ever seen the little vine of the kid? Like, he's like a teenager in his underwear, and his hair's all spiked up, and he's just like, hi, welcome to Chili's in his mirror. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we were, like, just quoting that, and then we forgot that the reason you say that is because that's what the servers say to you. yeah. So then our server says that. We started losing our shit because we're idiots. Uh, And then it just spiraled into us getting the tattoos. So then we were, like, really pumped to – because they had been – Chili's Twitter was interacting with me so frequently that I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. We're going to get – Endless apps They're going to give us the company. Like, I was convinced that we were going to hit, like, Chili's riches. And I tweeted the picture at it, and all they wrote back was cool. And I was like – Are you fucking kidding me? And then every server that we showed to try to, like, get a discount would just be mad at us because, like, I guess it's their personal hell working there. Like, it's a shitty part of their day and we're just making a mockery of it. But, yeah, uh, Chili's didn't give a fuck and I think we've gone to Chili's, like, twice since getting the tattoos and now we're just, like, No,
0: never again. So I guess that's the one thing that I I have riding for me is that I have not gone to a Wawa since having my Wawa tattoo. I forgot you have a Wawa tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, it bums old people out because they get so stoked thinking that I have a Wawa Canada tattoo yeah. And I'm like, I mean, it's equally as, a, like, I when they come to me and, like, is that Wawa Canada and get real stoked? I'm like, no, that would be stupid. And then I'm just like, so that was probably second. equally as dumb for me.
2: Oh, it's way dumber to them because it's like, <laughs> oh, you got a gas station. Well, they don't even know what store. it is, so then I
0: have to explain it to them, and then they're just like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, that's always the – explaining a tattoo is the worst thing because, like, I have a Tim and Eric tattoo um, that's the silhouette of the state of Tennessee – with pepperonis and cheese on it and it says pizza freak and i'm not fucking from tennessee um so like anytime someone sees it they're like you're not from tennessee what's the deal <laughs> with that and i'm like
0: oh you god you just man. start telling them that you're a big tennessee williams fan
2: i i just i'm just like it's a tv show don't don't worry about it i'm an idiot i know like i usually just explain i'm an idiot you don't need to
0: understand this here's a great tattoo story so i just went out to vegas a couple of weeks ago to surprise my wife uh who went thinking that I wasn't going to go because she was, like, she decided to go super last minute. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went the next day and then was there for, like, 36 hours, maybe tops. (laughs) Um, Not even. And uh, so everyone, and this is, like, a total, and I'm sorry you're not allowed to say shit like this anymore, but this is a total, like, woman story. (laughs) So, like, our friend, like, our best friend was out there. We all have, like, matching tattoos. It's uh, showing Tom. So three best on a record and then our last name our friend's na- nickname is star so uh-huh. uh, the three things we kind of do together got you um so it was one of those things that uh they're like oh let's add these things so we're like talking about getting a tattoo while in vegas and you know i get tattoos when i start going to places now mm-hmm. um you know like i got a cliche like la with a palm tree when i went to la right um just shit like that and it was one of those things where we're going around we're checking shop prices everywhere's the same it's like 150 bucks shop minimum which sucks because like we want like something that should be like 50. Right, yeah. Um, but whatever, but and, Vegas prices. Yep, exactly. So, then we all agree, but like during lunch, my wife's like, "Well, I think we should get like a plane and like a slot machine and like she was doing that typical like girl thing of like wanting to mash so many fucking things together that <laughs> don't I was like, "All right, Bridget, how about this? We get a fucking plane and the the windows are emeralds or slot machines, whichever you want them to be. The tail will have our address on it, like all this shit, but you want it quarter-sized and in great detail, and you only want to pay $100." Is
2: is your wife heavily t- tattooed or no um
0: she has a decent amount but like not heavily because most of them are kind of covered like easily covered okay so it's Cause i
2: feel like that's i don't even think that's like a woman thing i think that's like a not frequently tattooed thing she, where i it's mean like, she has
0: plenty of time under a chair like okay. so to she know should not know not to do that, to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. got you <laughs> but i think the thing is is like the friend that's that has done a lot of ours will kind of accommodate that kind of shit right that so makes sense. uh we go to this shop after like we've been drinking, it was like, all right, let's go. And mind you, when I'm filling out the form, I was like, this is really like kind of shitty. It was like, have you had a drink or done drugs in the last six hours? And I wrote yes, and I was like, but that's really open ended. Like I had a drink, but I didn't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so whatever. I mean, so in
2: reality, in Vegas, I don't think anyone, anyone is get, getting yeah, tattooed f- sober. No. So well, we tried. <laughs> um,
0: but it was one of those things. Like so, we're filling out the form, and we're we, we decided on getting a diamond which is not an emerald, <laughs> um, but getting it colored green. So there's the emerald. Um, so I say I want it on my thumb next to all the rest of them, and then they're like, oh, that's an extra, like, $20 more And then my friend wanted it on the back of her neck where hers were. That was an extra 20 bucks. My wife's was just going to be the flat cost. But then she was like, well, the diamond has, like, these, like, three, like, uh, I don't know what they're actually for. Like but Like shine the, marks? Yeah, kind of. Um, and she was like, I don't want those, but can I get it to, say, like, fifteen twenty two on the top? And they were like, well, that'll – excuse me, that'll cost extra. And then so – she was like, "Oh, well, no, thank you then." <laughs> now I took that as, "No, thank you. I don't want the three thingies and I don't want the letters. I'll just do the the emerald diamond." Yeah. So I'm filling out my shit. I'm handing my card over, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm paying for my tattoo." And they're like, "No, we're not doing it." And I go, "No, you." You, you didn't both want were, the shine you, marks. <laughs> you, yeah, I was like, they asked you if you wanted this, and they you, they said it was extra, and then you go, "Well, never mind. I don't want it then." Like, I figured you didn't want the thing, not the whole thing. So did
2: it end up with you being the I only was the one? only one.
0: <laughs> now, here's where it gets funnier. So, obviously, I know how to take care of my tattoos. This thing fell out like a motherfucker. I just
2: saw, When you were saying that, I looked at your thumb, and I was like, there's no way that's the new one, because that thing looks it, old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: So, I ha- I paid about 100 because I left him, like, a $25 tip. So, I left, like, about $200 Griffin. for a fucking tattoo that looks old as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't make this shit up
2: hey griff Hey, griffin say hi hey i'm just getting my whiskey hey (laughs) griffin's drunk already oh griffin's trashed he's always (laughs)
0: trashed (laughs) maybe he knows where your water is
2: yeah yeah. where the hell is my hydro
0: flask i can't find it here's a water bottle i already got one (laughs) thanks dog (laughs) Alright. okay bye um so outside of all of that, I feel like this is uh, as good a segue into uh, anything else as we could do this. But uh, you got engaged, recently. Congrats! I d- I did
2: and uh, I think it was. Oh God, I'm gonna blow it. But I'm pretty <laughs> positive it was June 9th, and we were really pumped because in however many years that would mean that our anniversary would be 69, 69. <laughs> so we were pumped. Uh, are either of you? Are either
0: of you a Pisces?
2: I don't, I don't even know what that is. I think I'm a Scorpio. No, wait, is cancer the sixty-nine? Sixty-nine is just funny. I mean, it so. is, but I know
0: it's an astrological sign that some people think is a great way to. Well, her to birthday make fun is of you. in
2: July and mine's in November, so oh. whatever that equates to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, I did get engaged recently. It's tight. Planning a wedding is stressful. Fuck yeah, that's why tight. we eloped and went
0: to Vegas around Christmas. Like, yeah, mean, like, we no have, go. We have definitely joked about that. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. It is. I mean, you guys live on the. You live further away from Vegas than we do here currently, <laughs> but I will say, people will be more stoked because, like, then you you. This sounds terrible to say. The people who really want to go and be a part of it, they'll go. They'll go. I and mean, you're not just going to get a bunch of people who are just well, casually going. I mean, anybody in my family or friends,
2: I'll get that treatment anyway because uh, everyone, like, on my team, quote unquote, uh, has put to come that on down the church views, New Jersey, or yeah. <laughs> From New Jersey or like up north somewhere, so it's it's definitely I get the the real ones will show up for me anyway.
0: <laughs> Should get those shirts for the best man. This is day one, day ones. <laughs> that, maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, that's another thing I'm glad I did. I told my dad because I said whoever was gonna be my best man had to get the uh, best man patch from uh, you, oh. Me, and Dupree. Oh tattooed yeah, <laughs> that's <off. laughs> my dad would not do. It. I was like very under be my best movie. man. <laughs> that movie oh my is god, sick. have you seen the uh, the remade trailer? And make it look like a thriller. Yeah, it's
2: terrifying. (laughs) It's terrifying. I was like, like, me and my dad went and saw that movie in theaters together when I was probably like seventh grade or something. Uh, And, like, that was always a movie that we loved that nobody else gave a shit about. And I showed him that trailer. At least I hope I showed him that trailer. But I was freaking out about it. And I don't remember what his reaction was, but I just remember being like, holy fuck. My dad needs to see
0: this. I would watch that version of it equally as much as I watch the normal version. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, what are, you know, something I, I kind of like talking to people about just, you know, like I've been with Bridget for almost 10 years now. Then Mary will be married uh, five next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just the, the stresses of I know like the stresses of just kind of trying to to be there for each other to be supportive of each other's dreams you know like i do this weird hobby where mm-hmm. i go off and talk to strangers in essence <laughs> and, and leave her in a venue or you know she's going to the other show tonight or right. a state champ show but it's it's one of those things like you know i like talking to other people who are kind of in more extreme situations mm-hmm. of of kind of i don't know if duress is kind of the word i want to use but just basically having to deal with being gone and and really enjoying the time you have with the person because you're not around a whole lot. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, how has it been – I mean, like you said, you're planning a wedding, but you're (laughs) you're here in Grand Rapids, not back home. Yeah. So, I mean, Um, how how has been kind of balancing that, you know, for everything? I mean,
2: it's always tough. Like, it – no one – like, when you're entering a partnership, no one wants to be not together for – half a year or more you know um so it's definitely difficult but you figure out ways to like make the communication work like a new thing that uh laura and i do that i i love and i think it's like a such an easy good way is like instead of trying to like catch each other in a good moment to facetime or anything because like her schedule is crazy she's a she owns a private like hair salon Mm. um so her hours are nuts and Especially this tour where I'm playing two sets where it's like I never even know where I'm supposed to be half the time, let alone when I can pick up the phone.
0: Uh, well, I mean, you have two dressing rooms you get to use now. <laughs> two, <laughs> two dressing
2: rooms is one dressing room. I we know, are one a giant joke. band now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we do this thing now um, where we send, like, videos. Instead mm. of FaceTiming, like, we'll just take a quick, like, video of ourselves talking about our day for, like, two or three minutes and then send it. And it's like... Some, yeah, like sounds like a diary or a blog. Kind of, yeah. Like, some whatever. days, like today, that's the only communication that we've had. Like, I, I – she's been working since I woke up. I had to drive overnight, so, like, I woke up later than normal. And the only thing that we've said to each other today was, like, good morning, and we sent each other a video. Or I still – she sent me a video. I usually do mine, like, before I go to bed. Um, but, yeah, so, like, you figure it out. It's definitely difficult. Like, it – It brings up problems that you don't anticipate, like things that are things that if you're at home, it should be like the easiest fix. Yeah. Nothing fights. Yeah. But like because you're gone, you can't just go run and do something and fix it. Like it's something as simple as like forgetting something on the grocery list. Like (laughs) if I'm gone and she texts me like, son of a bitch, like I'm in the middle of cooking dinner and I forgot this. Like if I was at home, I'd be like, all right, I'll be back in five minutes. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't do anything. This sucks. I wish I could do that, but I can't. So you figure it out, but it's definitely difficult. But I mean, if the care is there, obviously like you get through whatever. And I mean, she knew that I was touring when we met, like I met her while I was out on warp tour through a mutual friend. Um, and she gets it. Like she doesn't mean it's easy. Like there's definitely times where like, I'm like, fuck this. Like I want to be back home. But then you just figure it out as you go,
0: you know? Oddly enough, and I don't think I've really ever asked anyone else, like, in in this situation that you guys are in and touring and so forth, this, but something I just kind of thought of, do you feel that now kind of having found someone that you you want to spend the rest of your life with, has it made... Leaving harder? No. <laughs> I was going to say, has it made being in a band easier? Because, um... like, you, you have an instance, it, it, it's... The the, like the dynamic constant. is completely flipped on its head of of this. So it's like while you're gone from there and all that kind of stuff, like you you understand what it, like maybe the other guys are going through in that situation because you have that thing now, um, or maybe you you didn't before. I think I, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Not
2: because it's not because that train of thought is incorrect. Because I definitely get what you're saying, and I can for sure see where that would be like a spark in someone's head. That's like oh fuck like I get this now like my married bandmates might be going through this um but uh, it it sounds shitty but I think it is harder just because I mean leaving is so much harder you know like when it's like if I was single I would just be on tour 24 7 you know like she's what keeps me going back home and that's in like the most complimentary way like some people take that as like An a dig at like yeah. touring but that's not the thing it's like i love playing music more than anything but i also want to be around my partner who m- like like in, in the same sense that touring makes me feel complete being around her makes me feel complete so it's it's definitely like a i don't know it it makes it more difficult but you then appreciate the time away and together more I don't know if that's going too far off the question, but... No, not at all. I mean,
0: that was kind of... The thing that I enjoy about it, and sometimes I... It's not that I'm trying to pry into people's personal lives, but, like, last time we did the conversation, like, I quit my day job, like, a normal 9 to 5, to Mm -hmm. kind of just pursue this more all-in. Basically, like, a band would, like, where it's like, you get to that point, and you're like, all right, like, now it's time to just really hit this thing and see what we can do with it. And, you know, my car took a shit on me. I ended up getting a way better car than I thought I could Mm -hmm. afford. But then that kind of put the fear in me where I'm like, "Ah, I should probably get a normal nine to (laughs) five with a steady paycheck so I can pay for these things and know that I can without putting more financial burden on my partner because that's not fair either. And it was one of those things like I was constantly talking to different people about like, how do you make your relationship work? Because now where I have all the freedom to go and and bust my ass and work when I want to work however I want to, however hard Mm -hmm. I want to. But then also be like, hey, I have this opportunity to go talk to so-and-so in Detroit or Chicago or whatever. Yeah. I would just take off and leave and then go, like, crash with friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, it was sort of almost kind of like being on tour where it's yeah. like, all right, I got to be at the venue at, like, 1.30 before load-in. Like, I'm getting there just basically when you guys are. Yeah. And then expected to do a job and then kind of hang around before until the show if I chose to stay. And then it's like, it, it, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. It kind of doing that and having that kind of a life kind of made me realize more than actually being in the van and doing it because now I'm married and like I have that person who's constantly texting me like, <laughs> hey, are you okay? Like, are you coming home tonight? Blah, blah, blah. I miss you. And mm-hmm. it's just like, man, I this is only like one day. Right. Like, I'm yeah. going home tomorrow. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what that's like amplified for three weeks, a month, two, yeah. six months. You know, like when some of these bands that go... You know, oh, we're on this tour for two months and then we go home for four days and then we're back out for another three weeks. Oh, and then we're also going to go record mm-hmm. in between like where you might have some time off to go back home. Yeah, that was this year for us. Like um, we since since
2: Laura's birthday, like the day after her birthday at the end of July, I've been home at most like two and a half weeks. Yeah. And I it'll be that way until Thanksgiving. And then and that's a break. Like, I mean, that's what, like, five months, so, and then we, I mean, we did tours earlier than that in the year, too, so it's, like, that's just the back end of the year, um, but, yeah, that's our, that's my year, that's Laura and I's year this year, is, like, I've just never been home, um, and it's, like, I'm doing sick shit that, like, I've wanted to do, but this year, for sure, made me see, like, the, how difficult the, like, hustle and bustle of, a super heavy year like we've over the past two years like we've definitely been hitting it harder than the first two years that I was in the band but this year I was like holy fuck and on top of that like I'm going back to school too and taking classes so like I mean I, we've tweeted I can talk about this now like we've t- all tweeted about it we wrote and recorded two records this year in the last six months so between touring writing and recording and school it's just been like a Holy shit, year for me to the point where I'm just like, the second Thanksgiving hits, I don't want to think about anything band related. Like, this tour is amazing, but once I'm off this tour, I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, I don't want to think about going
0: on tour for the next few months. Is the because it's something that I kind of enjoy talking to people about, and I actually have been seeing it pop up recently, and, and it seems to be a bigger topic of conversation amongst a bigger collection of people outside of just me focusing on like a fun question to ask during these, but. You know, I can't help but see that it seems like the the trend is going to more EP-based things. Bring Me just did a thing yesterday or two days ago now where they were like, oh, we dropped a new song, and we may never release a full record ever mm-hmm. again because it's hard to do that. You invest so much time, and then by the time you put out the record, a couple weeks later it's already forgotten about, and people are like, what's next?
2: Yeah, I think especially for Bring Me because like they're basically a pop band now, which so sick for them. Like, if there's a way to make metal music while being a pop artist that's the dream uh but yeah like they i mean for them especially i don't think records are even
0: necessary because it's just hits for them um well i feel like that's kind and that's kind of where i was gonna go though and and sorry to cut you off but it's it's just more it's more of you say you worked on two records and and in my head i'm i'm thinking one of two things because i like to do what's known as effective laziness (laughs) i like to do as much work as possible ahead Uh of time so i can be fucking lazy later really lazy i'm similar it
2: to an extent with that okay uh i like to call it i mean i don't have a name for it but i would i would prefer to call it more of just like getting it done yeah (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like i I, because i mean everybody likes to relax especially when it's something stressful i'm just like all right let's fucking get this done with and then we could chill and know that it's done because if like I, I totally get what you're saying with the effect of laziness, but I, like, when it came to, like, writing and recording those records, I was just in psycho mode of, like, okay, I need to get this idea out of my head, and I can't stop until we get X, Y, and Z done, you know?
0: Is it a, Is it a thing, though, where doing two was because the creativity was there or was it doing two because hey we can and and i don't know if you've tweeted how many tracks there are and all that kind of stuff but more to the point like if if they are two full length records mm-hmm. in the traditional sense is the idea and the thought process behind it like cool now we can put out one wait a little bit and then maybe when the next one would be ready to go Boom, here's the other one and now you're kind of setting yourself up for like a nice 3-year run where you can kind of between the releases, the the touring mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Okay. It's it's a bigger longer play for yeah, everything. Yeah, I
2: get what you're saying now and no, that's okay. not the plan. Um they are polar opposite style records. Okay. Um one of them is not what people would normally expect from us. Uh it's a very like I, I keep calling it the art record just because that's like what people are going to say um, that that takes
0: my mind so many places. I'm like, like Jane Doe kind of I mean, <laughs> art
2: record. I mean, there's the it, but that's like how we thought of it. Like it. I don't want to go too in depth with it, but yeah. it's like a it's a concept. It's got a central theme. It's got it's basically the record that we wanted to create to show the other parts of our writing. Like, I mean, Acacia Strain is a heavy band We're like that weird bridge between a metal band and a hardcore band where they're sick riffs, but it's also like ass beater moments. And we don't ever want to get rid of that, which is why the other record is more typical of a record. Um, but like the the one that. Like the art one is much more of like death metal influence, doom metal influence, stoner metal influence, and just like weird textural ambient stuff that it there's always been like little bits and pieces of throughout an occasion strain record like this cool lead is real textury or this one riff at the end of a song is like a gripper riff but we wanted to take that because that's like us as musicians that's like what we want to always be playing like i don't know I, i don't want that to come off as like we're just writing Acacia Stray material to please people, but because it's not like we love this band. We love the style of music that we play, but we also have another side to us that we all have similar interests and influences. So we wanted to do an art, an art record like that, where we can take those different things that people wouldn't expect to hear from us and show that we do that and do it well.
0: Definitely intrigued. Um... <laughs> That one, hopefully... Well, I mean, the thing is, to me, like, a lot of my favorite records are people's, like, from a band, are the ones that people are like, that record is trash, and I fucking hate it. Like, Same. Like, I like Finch when... Say Hello to Sunshine is my favorite record of theirs, because mm-hmm. they broke away from being Glassjaw 2.0. Right. And I, like, that's always, maybe not necessarily
2: always the record, but anytime that, like, I hear a band and they go, like, real weird for a song, that's always my favorite song on the record. Because it's like, holy shit, this is like a breath of fresh air from what they normally do and they show something else about their creativity and that's like really what we wanted to do with it it started off as like just an idea that vincent had a few years ago um and he was like just write this style like because we all like this style let's just see what happens and then over a year or two like of kind of just like partially writing for it partially not it just kind of came together at a very cool way. Um, I've probably said too much about it as it is, but yeah, um, we're all really proud of it. We're all really excited about it. And then sometime next year, uh, you'll get the more typical Acacia Strain record. Um, so yeah, it's not us just like putting a shitload of work into buy time. It's just we wanted to do both styles of record and just flood people with stuff.
0: I think that's probably the most sincere way I've, I've heard of doing something adventurous like that, <laughs> because I, we'll we'll use bring me still uh, as the example. So a lot of mm. people hated ammo because it's too pop now. Is
2: that the newest one? It's <laughs> The newest. Okay, one? I I love that they went more pop. I didn't like it as much as that's the spirit, just because it felt it didn't feel as like flowy. Oh, it okay. didn't uh, or like. Not not necessarily sincere, but it didn't feel as natural gotcha. as That's the Spirit. Like, That's the Spirit to me. I was like, holy shit, this is a perfect pop metal record. Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, that, we could still use that as the go-to. So my my thought process when you're kind of explaining that is, like, Bring Me's kind of done a great job of, of going and showing you kind of where they're going mm-hmm. the whole time. And I think the problem a lot of times when bands want to get adventurous, I'll use Suicide Silence as an example of <laughs> – Kind of going too extreme, too fast. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where I don't, I don't. I was, admittedly, I'm not the biggest Suicide Silence fan, so there's mm-hmm. that right off the gate. Right. I didn't think that record was terrible. I actually really liked it. I I saw what it was trying to do. I just think the execution from a production standpoint didn't help them. I think that. I see, think Ross got <laughs> in the pro- I think Ross got in the way of. Making that record what it could have been I think that fully might realized. be my favorite part of it. I
2: love how bad it sounds. Like okay. it it So you know, like saying anger then? <laughs> no, that's a piece of dog <laughs> shit. And Devin and I argue about that every day. Um, I don't know, there's like I mean, I'm by no means the biggest suicide silence fan. Like and that's not a dig, it's just like I loved them when I was in high school and they opened up a lot of doors for me and then I just like those doors led to different stuff. So I love like the first two suicide silence records. And then when I heard that they were doing this weird off the wall one, I was like, I got to check it out. And I was like, Oh, this is definitely not correct. Yeah. (laughs) But it, I don't know. It was just cool. Like I back what they did. I don't back the way they went about releasing it and like promoting it. And then some other drama stuff that surrounded them and it, but I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool to like take the risk, and it was like, I mean, to me, it seemed sincere. It didn't seem like a, hey, we're gonna try and sell out. No, it no, seemed no, no, like no, no. We, not at all. It's it just seemed like a band that wanted to just do something different after doing a few
0: records that were similar. Exactly. So my thing is now it sounds like that they are coming out with just a, a few fucking ass beater of a record coming mm. behind it now. So I think the approach of we're going to kind of do the thing that showcases that we can progress and move into new directions Mm -hmm. as a band, you know, almost 20 years later. Mm -hmm. But we know that that's probably going to throw a lot of people. So then here's the thing that you expect from us and probably will want. Yeah coming after it so it's almost like the the, the uh teaspoon of sugar coming <laughs> after the the what pre- and i'm not saying it's a bad record because i don't know but no no, no just that, basically saying like here's the shitty medicine that people are probably like i don't know how this is gonna be and then it's like well i promise when well, however you feel about it here yeah. comes some sugar right behind it yeah i so, mean
2: in a in a sense that's kind of correct it wasn't necessarily thought of as like hey people are going to fucking hate this, so let's make <laughs> sure we have another record lined up. No, 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 no. But no. it was, I mean, it, it very well could be like that because it's definitely different. Um, but it was more along the lines of, we're going to do this in the background of writing for the next, like, standard tradition. Uh, I like, feel like, like that Stray would LP. allow
0: you to go so heavier on the other side because you're doing this, like, <laughs> other thing that uh-huh. you would go to then go to the more traditional one and just really fucking land it because, like, now you've <laughs> got the other side, kind of creative I, side, fulfilled. Yeah, I uh, the yeah the new,
2: <laughs> the other the normal. I'm trying to like I know talk it, about, I know I put didn't, it into words without yeah, like getting in way, trouble for talking about. Tell it. Tell you what,
0: but, how about we uh, we save this for another time when the record's done? <laughs> we'll, we'll stop talking e- about this e- record.
2: Either way, I hope I think both of the records are two of the best things the band has ever done, and that's. I, I don't want to think that's that's biased because I grew up listening to this band, and I just have such a love like, the band is much bigger than any of us as people, so I think we all put so much work into both of them representing the band, how we think that they should be viewed, so I think, I hopefully think that people are going to enjoy both for two totally different reasons, and we put a lot of work into both of them, so... Let's cap it at that for sure.
0: There we go. <laughs> and in wrapping up, because I know you gotta get ready for your uh, case of uh, set yeah, here pretty I don't quickly. Even know what time it is right now? Uh, it is oh, seven forty-eight. Yep.
2: Definitely gotta get ready soon. Yeah.
0: Um, Thomas with guitars. You guys gave a guitar to Carrie Holtz a yes. Slayer. Yeah. How did, how did that yeah. go?
2: Uh, so it was sick. He's so unbelievably nice and hospitable. It's crazy, but I think just the way it happened is even more nuts because he was doing that like cameo thing where you pay a couple bucks and he just gives you a shout out. And Devin got one sent to me as a joke. Like I didn't even know what cameo (laughs) was. And he, he paid like 20 bucks or something for it. And he was like, here you go. Here's a random present. Uh, and it was just a video of Gary Holt saying like, Hey Tom, like I, I, uh, I know the Acacia strain. It's so sick. Like I've known who you guys are for a while. Like hopefully we play a fest or something together soon. Like drinks are on me. and, I also hear that like you and your dad run a guitar company. That's pretty sick. I'd love to check that out. And he seemed like I obviously he was making it because he was getting paid to do it, but yeah. he is such a genuine person that I felt very comfortable like messaging him and being like, "Hey man, this is so sick that I even got this sent to me like because you guys are my like Slayer is my favorite metal band ever and if there's one person on the planet to replace Jeff Hanneman, it's Gary Holt and do it the right way. Um, And just Exodus is sick. So like, I love Gary Holt. And I was like, Hey, I would love to just like, let you see a guitar, check it out. And then my dad got in contact with him and it was, um, sorry. I thought this person was about to hit our van. Yeah. Um, Same. It just became a thing of like trading a guitar for some promotion. And then we got to like, go to a fest that they were playing, hang out. Like we got dinner with him spent like four or five hours like I spent an hour talking about guitar picks with him and at one point I was like this is Gary Holt (laughs) and I'm just talking about like bullshit that I talk about with everybody in the industry this is cool um and then yeah so like that spiraled into now Matt Heafy from Trivium is getting one and I've been like in contact with him for a while and we're buddies so it's I think Gary Gary Holt putting like his rep out there to back the company i think has already shown so much of like it credibility credibility to it and i could never thank him enough for that but he was beyond that he was just so cool to hang out with
0: yeah it was definitely one of those where i saw i was like holy shit i'm sure there's a story i either somehow missed or something but that's rad
2: yeah i like i don't get nervous around many people in music anymore just because it's like whatever to me and i I didn't think I was going to get nervous at all, but when we like walked into the hotel lobby and it was all of Slayer just like hanging out before they went out or went to their hotel room, I was like, Oh God damn it. Like I've got, <laughs> I've got to keep this together. Cause my dad was super nervous. So I was like, it's fine. I'll, I'll take, I'll take the lead. Like we've got some common ground. Like we could talk about some stuff. It'll be fine. He's chill. Don't be nervous. But really I was saying that to kind of like pep talk myself too. But yeah, it was, it was definitely a good time. And he, was the coolest dude and still talk to him every so often and he bought another guitar like a like an old like Dimebag Darrell tribute guitar that my dad had built for me that i wanted and i just i felt like it was kind of going to waste because i wasn't using it and he was like hey i'm just gonna buy that from you if that's chill
0: so he's got another one coming to him that's awesome well uh you gotta get ready to play a set thank you for taking the time of course uh... Looking forward to the show tonight and these uh, new new avant garde records that you have coming.
2: Yeah, out. I hope people enjoy it. Uh, and I'm excited to see what you do with vinyl for that one. Oh, we've got for both of them. We've got a lot of cool ideas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just to I guess piss the internet off again too. New metal still sucks because because that was like a everyone was mad about that. So oh, God, there you go, I felt guys. So bad about that. I don't give a shit. I know. We said it.
0: I know. Who cares?
2: People are gonna get mad about anything. So.
0: Figured I'd say it again. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you very much, and uh, hopefully, uh, I'll see you around at these parts again. Yeah,
2: soon. of course, we will always be back. Thank you.
0: So, that was my conversation with Tom Smith of the Acacia Strain from the Acacia Strain Van. Uh, like I said, a little bit dated, little vague uh, on the details of the now known. Uh, it comes in Waves EP. Um, as Dan and I said in the intro, it is. Uh, it's it's just. It's amazing. Um, if you've been a longtime fan of the band, if you've only been a fan for a short amount of time, I think if you are a fan of the style of music that the band typically plays, there is something here for everybody. Uh, if you're into Doom, if you're into Sludge, if you're into a little bit of technical, um, atmospheric, like it, it's all there. Um, so go pick it up. It's out now. There's some sweet vinyl. I don't know how much of it is left. I know when I got my copy uh, pre-ordered in, the first pressing was gone. This I grabbed one of the second pressings. I guess they're all technically a first pressing, but I got the second smallest amount.
1: I don't know. I'm probably like two paychecks away from uh, from maybe getting it, <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I like <laughs> I like to use the word doom because there's a there's a little bit of that, and um, it's definitely it's definitely um, in my wheelhouse. That's actually one of the unique things that me and my me and my buddy Jeff would probably actually agree on that record as far as it being a little bit of like a little bit of both of our wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, this is, this is something I definitely wasn't expecting. I'm really fortunate uh, that the band decided to take a, a huge risk so far into their career. Um, you know, the, I think the sentiment, a lot of people, if you read like comments on the lamb goats and the PRPs and so forth is, you know, I think Acacia strain is kind of has become sort of just that, that, consistent band they consistently put out great sounding records you know what you're gonna get they don't throw too many curveballs it's always solid uh and then they do this almost 20 years into a career and you're just like holy fuck man like can this band can a band of their caliber i don't want to say caliber a band in their quote unquote genre if they're able to do something this outside of the box for themselves and keep pushing the boundaries of what the band can do I mean I don't see why they couldn't be doing this for another 20 years
1: yeah I think they I think that they could absolutely use this as a springboard into a totally I don't want to say a new career I mean obviously the foundation that they've built is strong enough to sustain it but um, they've definitely gone in a direction that I think is going to be sustainable for a very long time
0: you know, it's kinda of weird. A lot of our, our bands that we grew up with, uh, you know, in our high school years or so forth are just out of are getting better with age, and that's not that's not really something I've seen in a lot of other genres. I mean, I I, I could be completely wrong. I, I don't think Fergie is getting better with age. <laughs> I wouldn't know. But uh I don't either, but it just felt like for comedic effect it right, would work. Well, you
1: got it. I'm gonna let you have that one. I'm gonna let you die on that sword. All yeah.
0: right. Okay. Um no, this was, this was a lot of fun. Um, I was kind of bummed that we had to shelve it, but it, it definitely allowed, like I said, when I went back to edit this and when we were initially preparing to do this as an episode beforehand, um, I just kind of kept thinking about how cool it'd be, you know, we're hearing all the, the, the I hope people like it, and, you know, we, we liked it, we did a lot of weird different shit on this one, to then, as you'll hear in the next episode, we'll drop in a couple of days, hearing tom's reaction now that people have heard it and the the overwhelmingly positive reactions and i mean that's what's kind of cool about podcasts sometimes like it was kind of a blessing in disguise that we had to sit on this episode because now we get to offer the listeners and the fans of the band a very unique perspective that a lot of times us as the podcast hosts don't get to do because typically you do the one one interview and unless it's, you know, like Phil from All The Remains or whatever, who who a band that constantly is coming yeah. around, we don't get an opportunity to talk to them until probably either the next album cycle or even yeah. after. So to, to get a, a pre and a post, you know, album dropping uh, was really interesting. And, you know, like Phil, um, this is the third time we basically have had Tom on in less than half a year. So there's a little bit of a familiarity and a kind of a, just a picking up of, of a conversation that you've already had. Um, so there's that familiarity, which I think really helps lend itself to kind of more interesting content.
1: Totally. Yeah. I, I, I actually really like the idea of having part one, part two, but at the same time, you know, I also don't think that, uh, um, it's always sustainable for the listener, but I think here it was like a happy accident.
0: Most definitely. Uh, speaking of happy accidents, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. That was a bad segue. I don't know. I'm, I'm it, full transparency. We haven't done one of these in probably like two weeks or so. It's been a been a long time. We don't even off. know each.
1: We don't even know each other anymore. It's outrageous. Now nah, we're yeah. growing
0: apart. <laughs> I got a new neck tattoo. Dan's probably got like another child Den's, on the way yeah, a
1: house is about to burn down yeah who even knows right
0: <laughs> all that said if you would like to keep up with the acacia strain very simple facebook instagram twitter the acacia strain all one word super easy if you'd like to keep up with tom you can find him on instagram at t smith 678 or at twitter at t smith underscore wave w-a-v no e if you would like to keep up with Metal Nexus, you can find them at MetalNexus.net, Facebook at metal Nexus, Instagram at Metal.Nexus, and Twitter at Metal underscore Nexus, and Dan will tell you where he can be found in this new decade on the interweb machines. Well,
1: you know, it's weird. I can be found in a lot of the places I was able to be found in 2019, which would include Facebook under Daniel Terry, Twitter, Discuss Metal Dan. I never tweet, but I should probably, because that's a thing. Uh, you can find uh, my other podcast, Discography Discussion, at DiscussMetal.com, and my other podcast, discuss metal, and my other podcast, Thrift Blast, and my other podcast, uh, Movie Mosh, and uh, my other podcast, Dan and Joe's Wacky Adventures, uh, you know, just whatever, you know, it's uh, it's all out there, it's all at DiscussMetal.com, you can send me an email at dan to tell me to knock it off. Um, I, would, I would probably appreciate that and could use some good advice. So, uh, yeah, it can be found all over the place.
0: And if you actually follow us on Instagram, you would have seen the other day that I posted. Uh, my wife bought me a lovely sampler pack of the Rochester Mills uh, 12 days, the holiday pack, basically. of their 12 days of milkshake stouts. Um, I haven't gotten one. This is my first year of getting them. They always do really fun and adventurous flavors. Um, so far, I've had the uh, – it's basically a pecan pie stout. I thought it was going to be garbage. You can hear me in the video going, "Oh, pecan probably gross." <laughs> so I drank that one first cuz I wanted to get what was perceived to be the worst one out of the way first. Uh and it was really good. Um so I've talked up Rochester Mills. Uh they make great beers, but their stouts are always head and shoulders above everything else. Uh one of the other beers I had out of it was the uh basically the mint uh the mint chocolate chip ice cream stout. Um Super delicious, not really heavy on either the mint or the chocolate. It was a nice balance of both. Um, And that's something that they do very well with all their beers, regardless of how crazy the flavors may seem, uh, or like looking at something and being like, I don't know if I'd want that in a beer. Um, They always find a really great complementary balance of whatever the flavors are to the stout uh, balancing point. Um, So I can't wait to get into more of those. Uh, Currently, I am drinking my standard uh, trusty side of Evan Williams, um, as you heard me say, I had to put my dog down and I immediately went to the liquor store and bought a fifth. Um, I didn't get into it tonight is the first real drinks I've had, uh, out of it. Um, but Evan Williams, if you are a whiskey drinker, uh, and you don't have a whole lot of money, usually about 14, 15 bucks gets you a fifth of this. Uh, it's pretty standard. Uh, it tastes pretty comparable to Jack Daniels, I think. Um, and it's better than a lot of other lower end, you know, whiskeys and so forth as, as it is a blended, uh, straight bourbon, uh, whiskey. So, um, those are what I'm drinking. I don't know what Dan's drinking, what he's been drinking.
1: I've been drinking a lot of Steel Reserve and water. That's kind of all I can afford. So, uh, you know. There going you
0: go. From, go going with that. Yeah, I mean, just basically like my Evan Williams. You go with what you know and what, what gets the job done.
1: Honestly, I probably should get just like a something, uh, like a liquor or something, uh, you know, something that I can just kind of sip on because I'm trying to eliminate a lot of the, my excess calories. Uh, I'm giving it the solid four weeks uh, New Year's resolution that everybody gives it and, uh you know, by by February I'm sure I'll be back to to slamming nine percent, you know, uh belly expanding beers.
0: All that aside, we uh continuing on with our, our various beer drinking, coffee drinking. I'm gonna actually I think get into more teas this year. I wanna try to get more into like kind of those like super dainty, uh loose leaf teas, but I gotta buy some like stuff to, to make those. Um it's just like anything else. Like, once you kind of get into something, you're like, oh, God, I got to, like, I can't just put it in the microwave or put it in a cup. Like, I got to get, like, these extra scoopy thingies, and there's a whole fucking process to it. Um, but I want to kind of get into that. Uh, if you would like to keep up with show sponsors, uh, you can go to the Bean Bastard. They make delicious craft coffee. Uh, they make great blends. I believe they still have the Shitter Spool blend. That is my favorite. Um, I haven't gotten into what I have now, but. I got three brand-new bags uh, ready to go. Looking forward to, to kind of getting back into the the coffee game. So head on over to TheBeanBastard.com, Facebook at TheBeanBastard, Instagram at TheBeanBastard. If you would like to keep up with On Point Palmade, you can head over to OnPointPalmade.com. Use our code BSP15 and get 15% off your total order. Guys, gals... Guys with gals, doesn't matter. Whoever you are, if you got a beard, if you have hair, you use pomades. You got to go to On Point Pomade. Again, go look at Maddie Mullins of Memphis Mayfire, whose company this is. Dude's hair is always On Point. So that it is. You, use what he uses because it fucking works. Use our code BSP15 and let them know that you are going there because of us. Um, I know we posted a contest over on our socials uh, in light of the holidays. I was a little bit ambitious trying to get all that shit done um we will be giving those away uh so stay tuned for that if you have already done the things necessary but basically just go to instagram facebook twitter at bruce b pod find the post with the on point pomade uh photo and all you got to do is go to on point pomade on instagram follow both of us comment on our page done when you do that and you'll be in the uh, running to win one of the pomades or the beard uh oil that we have to give away Uh, We also have pins. $15 gets it shipped anywhere in the U.S. Uh, If you live internationally, let us know. We'll work something out. We got pins. You need to get some. Let us hook you up. And for the Brutally Speaking Podcast, I am John. I am Dan. And we will talk to you all in a couple of days.